Life is full. It's full of beautiful moments, hard moments, and a whole lot of mundane in between. Often we find ourselves going through the motions and we end up seeing mostly the hard, mostly the boring, and failing to see the good in our days at all. With Intention is a podcast about changing the narrative. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'm no expert at living intentionally. I'm just here to share my personal learnings alongside stories from others about how we're learning to see the beauty in the mundane, celebrate our beautiful, ordinary, everyday lives, and approach every aspect of them with intention. We'll talk about things like motherhood and family, reflecting and taking care of ourselves, our work, our homes, all the things that make up our days. My hope is that you'll leave our conversations reminded that our beautiful, hard, ordinary, mundane days, this messy life, it's full of good and it's full of purpose and it's meant to be lived well with the utmost intention. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get to today's episode. Welcome back to With Intention. We are currently on a journey of decluttering our homes together. This series is called Declutter With Me, and so far we have decluttered the bathrooms and the kids' closets. Today we are decluttering a closet again. We're decluttering the catch-all closet. So if you have some closet or storage space in your house that really doesn't have a purpose and is maybe flooded with stuff, stuff is close to falling out of it, Um, When you open the door, you're kind of afraid of what you might find. This episode is for you. If I'm being honest, I have had more than one closet like that in my house. I tackled one of them so far, which is what I'll talk about in this episode. But our house has so many closets, which is great. But I'm not great at organization. And I feel like if you want to have nice closets, you have to have that skill. So things have gotten a little weird in the closets. And While I am working at becoming a better organizer, I am doing it one closet at a time. It has truly been a breath of fresh air to have an uncluttered closet that used to be this crazy catch-all closet. I thought I'd talk you through the decluttering process that I went through for today's Declutter With Me episode and give you some tips to dealing with stressful spaces like these. We started with the bathrooms a couple of weeks back because that's typically a less stressful place where we can let go of things more easily. And then we went to the kids' clothes, which we can feel a little bit more attached to those things, so may might have been harder to let go, but it's pretty straightforward because there's not a lot of different stuff going on. I mean, it's clothes. The only thing that might be a struggle is getting over those emotional hurdles when we are working with our kids' clothes. When it comes to a space that is just a catch-all space, things get a little more overwhelming. There might be a lot of different things going on. There might be more piles that you have to make to take things back to the place they belong. You have to make more organizational decisions. You have to make decisions about different types of things, whether it's leaving your house or going to stay and where you'll be putting it. It's just a little more overwhelming. And we are all in different situations with these catch-all spaces. Maybe you're working with a really small closet. Maybe that's your only storage space in your house. So how are you supposed to store things in there? How are you supposed to organize if it's the only storage space in your home? Maybe your closet's really large and that's the problem. You just shove stuff in there and you forget about it. Either way, or if you fall anywhere in between those two extremes, it's overwhelming and maybe you don't know where to start. But 
When it comes to the catch-all closet, I can't necessarily talk about what we are actually decluttering because it could be anything, right? I'll tell you what I decluttered out of mine, but it's going to be different stuff for all of us. But either way, we've got this. Let's start off with a quick strategy. The first part is to assess the situation, and this is how we started the first episode of this series as well. And honestly, this is how we should start every decluttering situation, especially if there's a lot of clutter going on. Maybe you need to write it down and like brainstorm as you look at your closet, all the things that are in there and you might approach as you start decluttering. And maybe you start mapping it out of what you're gonna do with that stuff, where that stuff is going to go before you even get started. But what is the problem that's happening in this closet? Maybe it's just truly a lack of organization. Maybe it's boxes and stuff that needs to be trashed or donated that end up being shoved in your closet. I can speak from experience on that one. Maybe there are only a few things and they just need to be reorganized. Maybe you need an entire hour or two to tackle this decluttering session. So assess the situation. Try to think of what kind of time you're going to need for this and start to block off that time for yourself throughout the next week or so. The second step is to give it a purpose. And I think that this was the best thing I did when I started decluttering my catch-all closet. In fact, thinking of a purpose for this closet was what motivated me to declutter it in the first place. The closet I'm talking about is in my office, which is also my daughter's playroom. Not all of her toys are in here, but it's kind of just an office slash playroom. A good amount of her stuff is in here. A lot of her art stuff is in here. And the art stuff was kind of just stored haphazardly. There were a couple of bins it was shoved into, and then I had it stacked in this crazy messy closet as well. And I realized that if I could just have like one of those art organizational carts or something that would organize my the, her art stuff better, things would feel a little more peaceful in this office in general. And then when I got that art cart, I realized it didn't fit in the initial spot that I wanted it in. So I decided I was going to put it in the closet. Suddenly this catch-all closet became an art closet. It had a purpose, but I couldn't put the art cart in there because it was too much of a mess. So the closet does still have more than just art stuff in there, but the main purpose is being the art closet. The other things are organized and they have their own space in there as well. So when it comes to your closet, is there a purpose that you can give it? It's okay if it has multiple purposes, but try to name what you're going to put in that closet. What is going to go back in after you've decluttered? Try to name that and your closet will no longer be a catch-all closet. It will now be a closet where you are storing things purposefully and you'll actually know what is in it, which is pretty wonderful. Step number three is to declutter. Begin the decluttering. And as I've said in the last two episodes, I like to start a timer for about 20 to 30 minutes and only declutter during that time. No phone checking, no distractions. I mean, unless your kids need you, try to just declutter during that time. Remove anything that does not fit within the purpose for this closet. You might need to remove everything from the closet to declutter well, or you might just need to start removing the stuff that doesn't belong. I eventually removed everything in my closet when I decluttered it, and I'll talk about what I did in a couple of minutes here. But 
remove what you need to remove, start to sort things, and we've got our trash pile, our donate pile, our keep pile, and remember that for our catch-all closet, there will most likely be a pile of stuff that needs to find a home somewhere else within your house. Step number four is to organize. And this is true for decluttering in general, but I think when it comes to a closet, we need this organization step even more, especially if you're going to store a lot of things in that closet or a lot of different things. It would be easy to declutter and let go of things and then get tired of it and just shovel the stuff that you're keeping back in the closet. And then you still have kind of a catch-all closet and a mess. Again, I say that because I've done that before. But this time around, I encourage you to make organization one of your steps. I'm not the best at organizing, but I was still able to do it. It doesn't look beautiful, doesn't look perfect, but it's organized-ish. And I know a lot of people will say that you don't need to organize better, you just need to declutter, but sometimes we also need to organize better. So do you need a better organizational system in this closet? Probably. I did. So what could work? Start to think about how you're going to organize the stuff that you're putting back in your closet even before you declutter it so that you have a strategy when you are done decluttering. Maybe you need to scour Pinterest and Instagram for ideas, but do not get overwhelmed because there are so many ideas out there. Maybe give yourself a time limit for that as well. And that is the last step. You're done. And I feel like this is just one of those areas that it might take a few decluttering sessions. It might not just be 20 and 30 minutes and done. It might be several days of 30-minute sessions or two days of an hour or two in a row Just, you know, once you assess the situation, you'll kind of be able to estimate how much time you need. But this definitely took me longer than the other decluttering sessions that we've gone through on this series so far. My tip is to give yourself a few blocks of time over a few days to get this done so that you don't take everything out and start decluttering and then forget about it. And then weeks or months later, look back at this space that you've never really fully decluttered and feel frustrated with the mess and feel even more overwhelmed when everything than when everything was just shoved back in there. It's just something to think about. When can you actually tackle this and how can you tackle it pretty much all at once? I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I want to take a quick break to thank our sponsors who are making this episode possible. Collagen supplements are personally one of my favorite things to add to my daily healthcare routine. I've found the best quality on the market to be from Ancient Nutrition. Ancient Nutrition has one goal, to transform the health of every individual with history's most powerful superfoods. Whether you want to improve your body, sharpen your mind, or just feel like your best self, Ancient Nutrition makes supplements that get real results that you can see and feel. All Ancient Nutrition products are made from the highest quality ingredients and are rigorously and repeatedly tested for purity. Their best-selling multi-collagen protein powder includes five types of collagen. It's the first and only collagen on the market with clinically studied ingredients proven to help reduce joint discomfort as early as day one and improve fine lines and wrinkles after four weeks. It's unflavored, it dissolves in any liquid. I personally love to use it in my morning coffee and my oatmeal. Right now, Ancient Nutrition is offering 20% off your first order when you go to ancientnutrition.com right now and enter promo code intention at checkout. That's ancientnutrition.com, enter code intention for 20% off your first order. Ancientnutrition.com, enter promo code intention at checkout. 
I also want to thank Plush Care. When we think of health, we tend to think of exercising regularly, eating right, and getting eight hours of sleep. Those things are important, but mental health is just as important as physical health. That's why Plush Care makes it easy to connect with a doctor wherever you are, whenever you're ready. Plush Care's primary care physicians are here for you seven days a week to help you start feeling better as soon as possible. In addition to handling ongoing and urgent care, they also treat a wide range of common mental health issues. So if you're feeling down, worried, or not like yourself, you can book a same-day appointment and see a Plush Care doctor right from the comfort of your home using your phone or computer. They'll discuss treatment options with you and have your prescription sent to your local pharmacy as needed. Plush Care accepts most major insurance carriers and is available in all 50 states. Plush Care makes it easier than ever to take care of yourself inside and out. Start your membership today. Go to plushcare.com minimalish to start your free 30-day trial. That's P-L-U-S-H-C-A-R-E dot com slash minimalish for a free 30-day trial. plushcare.com slash minimalish. I also want to thank Indeed. If your job includes hiring in any way, what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps you make life easier, and that's Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. You post, you screen, you interview, all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule the complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. They have tools like Indeed Instant Match, which gives you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and they also have Indeed skills tests. These, on average, reduce hiring time by 27%. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash intention. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash intention. That's Indeed.com slash intention. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates, and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only going to be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E 
dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armwire today. So I did not record my decluttering session in real time here. Again, my daughter was with me while it was happening. Didn't want to pull out the microphone, but I will walk you through kind of what was in there, what it looked like and what it looks like now. When I assessed the situation in my closet, I realized that the biggest thing I needed was organization. There wasn't that much in the closet, to be honest. It just was a bunch of like baskets that had stuff in them that was unorganized that were kind of stacked on top of each other. The reason it got to that point is because we used to store books in that closet. We didn't know where we wanted to display them in our house yet when we moved. And I used to have a shelf in there, but eventually I took that shelf out and I just kind of shoved everything from that shelf, which was mostly books, into baskets. They didn't fit all in one basket and they were just all stacked on top of each other. Plus we had tools in there, we had vacuums and just a lot going on. Like I said earlier, this is also a playroom area. So I had some of Gemma's stuff shoved in that closet as well. What I ended up doing was I decided to do the top of the closet first. So I took everything out of the top of the closet. It has one of those shelves at the top. You can think of it as like your typical like narrow closet that's narrow and longer and has that top shelf. It used to probably like hang clothes. It looks like a clothing closet, but that is not the purpose that I have for it. I knew that art stuff was eventually my purpose for this closet and that I needed to get that art cart in there. It's one of those art carts with like multiple drawers for so that you can organize a bunch of different things. So I took everything off of the top shelf and mostly it was all in baskets. So I just took those baskets down and I started going through every single basket. A lot of it was things like manuals for things like manual for a trampoline, a manual for a vacuum, stuff like that. Those just shoved in baskets and I don't know ever what to do with those things. But what I realized is you can probably get rid of most of those if you've had the product for a few months and things seem to be working because most of them are online. If you do like to keep stuff like that, like I do, I don't know why I hoard them, but I do, you can keep it all in one place. That is a good strategy, right? That's simple, but one that I was not following. I also realized that I still wanted to keep our tools in this closet just because it's easy access for our house, even though it might be a better place to keep them in our garage. Our garage is not attached to our house, so I decided to keep those in this closet too. Either way, I started with that top shelf, and once I was done there, I put the baskets back up, the ones that I still needed, the ones that were now more organized, and that's when I approached the bottom. The bottom part was more overwhelming. So once I was done with the top, I felt a little bit more like a capable person, like I can do this. So I was able and ready to tackle the more overwhelming part. Again, I took everything out and I that is where the decluttering really started for me. The top had a few things that I needed to trash, but nothing I needed to donate. The bottom, I was dealing with books. We have found a place to display most of our books, but we still had extras. And some of them are books that I do want to reference again, but they're just not pertinent to this season of life, such as baby books. So there are things I want to keep, but I want to store them. I decided to keep them stored in this closet, even though the purpose is an art closet. I was able to find space on the top shelf of the closet for those. 
But I did donate quite a few books, and we also just had a lot of trash, like boxes that were just empty, and I don't know if I thought I had another use for them or what, just kind of random stuff. Once I got that space cleared out, I was able to put the art card in there, and that left me with not a lot of space in my closet. So I was able to put our vacuums back in and also keep another side of the closet for just art stuff that did not fit in the art cart, like kinetic sand, other sensory or art things. And that is all that's at the bottom of the closet. As you are going through your art, your catch-all closet, it might be an art closet, might not, I almost said art closet, but as you're going through your catch-all closet, I want you to think about the thing I approached the most in that closet is stuff that I saved just in case. Like I said, kind of like nicer boxes that came in the mail in case I needed to send something in the future. I just got rid of those because I did not need them. We will probably get another box closer to the time I would need to send something. If not, that's okay. I'll find a box somewhere. They were just taking up space. If you were keeping things just in case, whatever that might be, if you haven't used it in the past six months, it's probably a good time to let go of it. Unless you can think of a future use for it in the very near future. Or if you have things that you're not sure that you're going to use, you're not ready to let them go, put them in a box and put them somewhere else. If there is space in that closet for them, then fine, keep them there, but put them in a box and put a time limit on that box. You've probably heard of this strategy before. Allow yourself 30 days or three months, however much feels comfortable to you. And if you don't go in that box and reach for them, it's time to let go. It just helps to kind of group those things into one box, whether you keep them in your closet or not, so that you remember that these are the things that I might soon get rid of if I do not find a use for them, if I don't go back into that box to grab them. My guess, though, is if you have a catch-all closet, then you have a lot of unmade decisions. You might have heard the quote that clutter is just unmade decisions. I procrastinate decisions a lot. And there was definitely a lot of unmade decisions in my closet. So I just want you to think about that, that this is going to take mental energy. You are going to have to to make decisions, but when it is done, it will be worth it. Power through, put music on, Keep that timer going. Do whatever you need to do to make it more enjoyable and to get through it. One last thing I wanted to note is maintenance for areas like these. If you are not great at organization, I can fully relate. This is an area that risks becoming very cluttered again very soon. I don't have all the answers of how to make sure that doesn't happen. It's something that I'm personally working on. But what I did this month in the month of May is at the beginning of the month, I set myself a goal to keep two areas in the home more managed. One of those areas is this closet that I decluttered and just the office in general, now that there's more space to organize things within the closet. And it's been pretty successful. There are times where it gets a little bit messy and I haven't managed it like within that week and I need to do it on the weekends, but generally I try to, at the end of the night, make sure the closet is put back together, the art stuff is all put in there, and the closet is shut, and then the rest of the office is somewhat tidy so that I can work in peace the next day. So maybe that's something to think about. If you struggle to maintain an area that you've decluttered, 
set yourself a goal to do that for a month. Make sure you, you know, keep that place at bay for a month, whatever part of your house it is. And set aside time each day or every other day or once a week to maintain that space. However much time you think you need, however often you need to do it. That has been really helpful for me in learning how to keep a space a little bit more organized and put things back where they belong. It sounds silly, but I know I'm not the only one who struggles with that, so I wanted to share it. That is all I have for today's episode, and I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you've decluttered your catch-all closet along with me a bit, or I hope that you have made a plan to and put some time on your calendar to do so if you have any kind of catch-all space in your home that you want to tackle. It has been so rewarding to have a purposeful closet in my office, and it's been, I'd say, three weeks now since I did this decluttering session, so I've been able to maintain it since, and I feel pretty proud of myself for that. If you decide to declutter your catch-all closet and you want to share pictures with me on Instagram, please do so. I would love to see them. And if this episode was helpful to you or you think it would be helpful to a friend, go ahead and share it on Instagram or text it to a friend. I am so grateful for you for sharing. I'm so grateful that I have been able to continue this podcast and grow this community. And it has been because you are here listening each week and I am thankful for you. We are going to be continuing this series, but also with a few guest episodes sprinkled within. So that's what you can expect in the coming weeks. I look forward to continuing to declutter with you and I will talk to you right back here on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.